With me on the Collaborate Talk show is G. Raghubalan, best-selling author, coach, life, hospitality and image. Ralph Sunil, group head, facility management services, GMR Group. And Avril Suli, a veteran teacher and trainer for hospitality. In fact, she is my teacher from IHM Mumbai. We will deep dive into GIGAS, the pillars of hospitality and facility management services. So with that, let me open the program and I invite uh, Ralph, uh, what I'm throwing to you as an opening uh, statement, if you could comment on what are the skill sets as uh, you know, you're heading GMR, what are the skill sets you would prefer to hire gigas for? And you'd prefer them as gigas and not have them permanently on your own. You know, these are a certain segment of people you'd say they're too specialized that I don't need them on a daily basis. Like it could be maybe facade cleaning, a choked up drain, floor polishing. Uh, so could you throw light on those type of um, job potentials for gig workers? Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Happy to join this uh, session on gig economy, on the gig economy. I'm sure the world is changing in a big way. And we are all looking at new things as we are going after this COVID. So I'm happy to share some of my views on the gig economy and answering uh, Dominic's question. There is n number of activities that can come under the gig potential when we go through, especially in large organizations like what I am handling. We handle Delhi airport and the Hyderabad airport presently. So presently what we, let us say today is a COVID situation. We require n number of people, only specialists to come and do uh, wellness activities. So there is a whole group of sections of people that we can take in this. So there can be a sanitizing group that can just work for on a gig for about a month or two weeks, heavy, and then they can go away. There are people who can come and do specialist job during this health to come and take, you know, tests for people because we are testing all passengers across who are coming from international locations, domestic locations. There are people posted at different places where uh, there are elements of tracking. So these people, if they stay long, they are also exposed. So it's a, it's absolutely absolutely very apt in this season to employ somebody like that. Nobody would like to stay in that situation for a long time. So that is one area. Second, large facilities, especially manufacturing and industries, require certain things that are just to be done on a, a periodical basis, not on a daily basis. Uh, like Dominic rightly said, one of the activities he said was, uh, facade cleaners. I used to manage a building 21 stories tall in Bombay and in Hazira in, uh, of Surat. We used to manage a large campus with about 20 plus buildings which had large glass facades. And we were very difficult to find people to come to, especially these places and remote locations to come and work. So if there is a development of gig workers, they come and do their act for three, four days, clean the entire activity, then go back. Because all around the year, there is no requirement for these people to come in. Then there is a lot of potential on the transportation side, uh, passenger transportation, group transportation. Many times, uh, like I managed a pro, a, 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 an office, a chair, where I had about 24 cars and only four cars used to be used of the 24. 20 cars were not used on regular basis. So the moment I had a request for five to six cars uh, for the company, then uh, I would look for somebody to come and look. So, uh, look for somebody to come and drive that car. So the transportation business, so if a gig worker comes there, it becomes a great avenue to transportation. I, I'm sure all of you now know the Dunzos, the porters of the world of the app industry. So that can apply to uh, the, 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 the corporate and the industrial exposure also. So transportation holds a very large activity. Then there is a great potential in the catering and hospitality side. I operate a food court kind of a cafeteria here in, in all over our airport. Well, literally, I think all of us, when we go to office or to college, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of college students on board. We get the same meal every day. Let me tell you, suppose there's a gig economy. I can get every Friday, one Friday Mexican chef, one Friday Mediterranean chef, one Friday Japanese chef, one Friday tandoori cuisine, one Friday the chatwala, one Friday the person who sells the sugarcane juice. He can be a geek fellow just for me without any kind of activity. And my whole set of employees and the whole cafeteria will look forward to a Friday. Maybe if it's doing well, maybe more days and they can come and do it. Suppose it's a Diwali. I can get a 
bunch of people from Lucknow in Delhi and do a gig activity there, and then they can get away. Events. I'm sure all corporates before COVID. Activities happening every time you want to do an activity in the uh, office, especially corporate space or township or large enterprises or in uh, for all your employees, you look for you know you you start looking and then you generally end up in big companies who to find out. Now, if this resource is available on a platform, uh, many kinds of event and entertainment can happen in the uh, entire uh, corporate world just by employing various talents from the. Uh, uh, gig account from the gig um, portal or the, uh, or, the, or the app that is there. I can go on and on. Horticulture is another big way. So there are various seasons. During the flower season, during the winter season, we can get specialists to just do a week of, uh, let's say, a flower show business. And there can be about three, four people coming in doing a flower show and the gig, uh, do the gig and then go away. So that's another big vertical that can happen, that can come in and go out on particular activities. There can be a lot of specialized activities. Uh, let's say you have uh, a large amount of bitumen road around your campus and, the, and then you have to do some kind of a big major activity that is not required throughout the year you can just call people let's say painting let's say some kind of special cleaning so housekeeping is another big vertical and specialized housekeeping not general housekeeping specialized housekeeping is another vertical where you can take uh, a large amount of people that uh, can be geek workers technical areas you know annual maintenances one-time cleanup of, uh, let's say, your major uh, um, uh, pump room or major activity that you have to do once in a way. Again, gig, gig activities, every three months you want to do it for three days, you can do that. Swimming pools, for example. You can get uh, gig workers to do specialized cleaning on this particular activity. So the list goes on and on, and I'm just opening up the tip of the iceberg uh, in front of you. So this is a great economy that's opening up, and it's a wonderful uh, element that we'll have soon. Uh, Dominic, over. Great. Thanks, uh, Ralph. I'll come back to some of the things that you threw up, which uh, sparked my uh, uh, requirement of asking questions. Uh, there was a call coming in. I'll move to Raghu for his quick take on uh, Raghu. The, uh, you deal a lot with students, right? And uh, let's say from the zero to 10 category in terms of uh, the uh, the zero to 10 category where a student is just leaving college and up to, let's say, 10 years of experience. Uh, uh, do you think they would consider a gig job? If yes, why? If no, why not? Raghu, you're on mute. Okay, sorry. Good afternoon, everybody. So uh, thanks for the question. One of the things uh, I myself did uh, after reading about Geekers was try to understand the student's um, perception rather than go into any assumptions. So I, I did a small kind of mini survey with a few of the students who are in the final semester, some who have just started working, and a few of them who've been working for two to three years. And uh, I, I was myself a little surprised uh, by the response. Uh, most of them would prefer to be a giga, despite the fact that I was trying to explain to them the cons of uh, working as a giga. I was trying to tell them that uh, you don't have uh, a stable monthly income, you don't have the company benefits, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Despite that, uh, the kids. I think this is something with the Gen Z now. Uh, they would like to have a work-life balance. They would like to pursue their passions and interests. And um, I, I remember when we joined the industry, one of the main things we focused on was getting a good job where you get a good monthly salary. And the only time uh, you tend to look at uh, being a giga was towards the end of your career. Whereas the present generation thinks differently. A lot of the kids, I mean, uh, I was getting justifications about uh, being able to explore their interests and passions, being able to look at multiple options, uh, part-time bartender, part-time stock markets, and part-time YouTube videos. These were the kind of uh, things that the kids want to do now. So I think a lot of them would uh, opt for being a gigger. When I did my personal survey of around uh, 12 to 15 people, 
I would say that uh, hardly three to five people um, were uh, not keen on being a gigger. So I think most of the kids nowadays, especially the present generation, would be open to such options where they can explore their interests and passions. Over to you, Dominic. Thanks, Raghu. So we'll bring Avril in here. And uh, for those who missed it, Avril is my uh, teacher from IHM Mumbai and Raghu's teacher also. So Avril, if you could tell us, you know, um, I know you are off, offbeat. You like to do things your way. Uh, do things like we say, I did it my way. So if you could tell me about uh, areas that you see gig, gig, gig workers or giggers as they are also called, if they could enter into some unconventional or unusual uh, roles in a specialized domain like Ralph was mentioning, but let's talk about, let's say there is a crime and you need, after the police have finished with the place, you need a team to come in and clean up the place. Uh, or if there is a fire or an earthquake or even a flood situation where you need a team of specialists who know how to handle it because there's going to be electrical issues, there's going to be debris, there's going to be certain forensic evidence if required to handle it. So how would uh, a person explore this uh, field and is there potential in it? Thanks, Dominic. I think that uh, I'm quite new to this whole aspect of uh, gig. And uh, having said that, I would see have a lot of reservations. But in truth, as you say, there is no scope for specialized uh, teams to handle these kind of situations. Because let's say, I mean, even Raghu in his book, and even in a syllabus, you would write down what if, like, you would ask students what if a guest died in the hotel, what could you do? But in truth, if they really had to deal with that, it might be quite a different situation altogether. So if one could put together teams, and now the focus would be on the word teams, you can't have an individual person who would uh, have the skill set to deal with that. You'd look at a team of people who would get, get out there. Now, for example, uh, you, have, you just said a crime scene. It could be a natural disaster. Let's say the terrorist attack with Taj, after the whole thing is over, how do you deal with it? Or uh, maybe a flood or maybe an earthquake. We've seen all this happen across the country. And it's, uh, there's a lot of psychology involved in it. So the people involved don't have to be just physically strong. They have to or know the, the job. They need to be psychological, uh, re psychologically ready to deal with trauma uh, of um, maybe seeing disaster, all those kind of things. So yes, I, I would imagine that uh, having teams, special teams, special forces, what would you call them? Like um, you have paramedic forces, something like that. You, this could be something that uh, could be explored. But again, it wouldn't be individuals, it would be teams. And then when you're speaking of unconventional, we also have uh, situations of how do you clean before uh, an event? How do you clean after an event? Uh, Pre-cleaning, pre-opening of a hotel, how, do you, how does cleaning happen there? It's different from the day-to-day uh, -day cleaning. Or maybe if you're cleaning on a film set. So these, uh, you know, kind of niche kind of uh, cleaning uh, uh, activities, how could you get teams which would serve this uh, gig practice? So I'd say that on that, but then again, um, you can't look at individuals. It has to be a group of people. So I don't know how that would work on the app. Sure. So uh, not necessarily on the app, we'll come back to that, but uh, I want to uh, ask Ralph. So when Ralph mentioned, you know, for example, that you had uh, 20 vehicles and needed four drivers uh, at times, and uh, uh, there was also a time uh, where, uh, where he mentioned about, you know, getting someone in to make Japanese food or Chinese food, and I like that idea. Uh, so not just Ralph to the entire panel. Uh, what do you think of an idea where, let's say, I come in as a gig worker, my area of specializing could be uh, the kitchen. But uh, on a particular day, you make a deal with me and uh, would it be possible to make a deal with me to say, okay, I will do the, the Japanese food, but I will also participate in delivering it to the other locations, which we, would mean I would have to drive the vehicle from here to there and uh, drop the food off there and maybe even help serve it. So I would be playing multiple roles during that one particular gig. Uh, do you think people would be open to the idea, A, and do you think organizations would love the idea? Okay, can I take it? Uh, sure. Can you? Yeah. Uh, 
your question is good yeah, yeah, actually it's a great opportunity for multitasking i will not take your example i will take another example let us say a person comes to uh, for a gig work in an organization to do minor maintenance let us say i have called him to do the maintenance of a washroom let us say it's leaking but if this fellow has multi skilling of even some electrical knowledge if he has got plumbing knowledge if he has the basic carpentry knowledge i don't have to call three people one person can come in fix my door which generally happens in most of the washrooms across the country wherever it's majorly used by mass the door has got a problem the water has got a problem and the lighting will have a problem this is generally everywhere so one gig worker can combine and do three so the the, the gig work the gig economy is actually going to develop talent to become more resourceful and more talented gain more talent in their sphere like you told the food service uh, depending on the dominic the total uh, activities that you told depends on the volume if a person can prepare serve and deliver to a small group of people why will he not want to maximize his profits by not employing other people so you would like to do it from his side you would like to keep just himself and do all the three jobs and maximize his profit and from an organization point of view let's say i am going to call him i will have less of trouble of doing gate passes um health certificates uh, cleanliness i just have to deal with one entity one person True. and the fellow will understand what i am telling him instead of three people telling because everywhere it's the human problem people perceive it differently if one person comes it becomes so it's a great tool but there's a flip side to it it may reduce or look at giving half baked ideas the same person cannot be an expert in all the three or four like i told you uh, electrical person can only know the True. basic but to that level gig economy can be very good especially in the rural areas this will great give a great boost to people who can take care let's say a driver is there who can also do courier work so both things he can kind of combine if a driver is a, sure. a, a delivery person he doesn't have to employ another driver uh, 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 so he be the driver um, understood like many things abroad okay that's my uh, take on this great so i have another question actually and uh, this one would be more to do with students so raghu uh, you mentioned that you know students are open to the idea and avril also has a lot of uh, experience in dealing with students my question is how would the parents perceive it because you see in india in the indian subcontinent uh, we are driven by what our parents dreams are wishes are the way they see things so how would parents like the idea of you know my son being a gig worker and would they face a challenge there yeah dominic i think that will be a challenge because uh, the parents are the previous generation and uh, for them to accept uh, a gig worker or their child as a gig worker will not be easy i do agree with that uh, the other thing is um, the parents imposition of the career on the children is also gradually reducing there was okay. a time when the kids had to follow the parents wishes now most of the kids select careers about which the parents have absolutely no idea <laughs> including you and me i mean we we are of a generation where we thought of engineering medicine and probably hotel management itself was something a, a unique career that we selected so a lot of the existing careers are not known to parents so i i think that may not be that much of a challenge because the kids are venturing into areas which the parents know nothing about one uh and the other thing is the present generation also is more dynamic in the sense that they would be able to um, justify it i mean i was really speaking to one of the student and that's why i say this where i asked i was trying to discourage him and said that you don't get a steady monthly salary you don't have the company benefits so why do you think you would like to be a gigger he actually told me that uh, i can invest in uh, the share market uh, i can be a youtube uh, video maker uh, i actually he is a final year student he said i have actually helped my cousin set up a restaurant so i can be a part time consultant after the course which i will not be able to do if i take up a full time job 
and he kind of uh, cornered me into uh, you know uh, justifying that a uh, giga is better even though i was trying to discourage him so i think the same applies for parents as well it will be a challenge parents will not be able to accept it easily but i think eventually giggers are here to stay but i think on the other side speaking from the industry's point of view which probably ralph can uh, you know uh, tell whether i'm correct or not you need non giggers as well it's not that everybody is going to be a giga at any point of time giggers are going to be a percentage of organizations but for company loyalty and driving the organization you need stable long term career people as well yeah okay so uh, i got that uh, i think avril wants to add to that yeah i want to add to that and also want to mention something that raj said what you were saying is that the kids today are all up to the the giga uh, economy and they are willing to sign on that maybe so and uh, on a personal note i'd say that when i joined uh, ihm as a teacher i went on for 40 years doing the very same thing but then what fed up halfway then started doing something else so that opportunity was never there because you were stuck with that 9 to 5 job you did it because you had a roof over your head so the, the point is if you are not dependent on your income very heavily like you have an emi you have to pay out or house loan whatever thing then this is possibly a very very uh, beautiful opportunity to discover yourself in many ways after retiring i discovered to do do a thousand more things which i never attempted before but on the flip side as ragu saying the kids may be very interested but let let me ask a question ralph you me ang ragu all have daughters if your daughter came up to you and you uh, would say oh this is my boyfriend i'm going to marry him and you ask what does he do and he she said he's a giga i'm not so sure whether a parent would be very happy about that so i'm coming yes, from sir. a triangle all together <laughs> i don't no, think so i think that then i i have i'd like to add something to that avril yeah so ralph and avril i'd like to add to that a little uh, sort of say spanner in the wheel uh, using what uh, ragu said where you know parents are not so dominating any more as they used to be and uh, they don't know a lot so we have uh, uh, avril no uh everyone one second oh. we also have on the uh, panel some instructors educators etc so now if first or i am a mentor to my kids uh, there are times when we don't know about a certain situation right and we don't know the future so uh, would uh, would you be want, would you want to dominate over a person's personal choice uh, believing that you know best uh, considering all the risks the pros cons etc and in the end the person does say listen i still want to do this or i definitely want to do that how would you handle it keeping in mind this uh, the child has come to you saying i would like to be a gigger or i would like to marry someone who's not in a permanent job but would is uh, uh, part of the gig economy and freelancing so to say with different portfolios i think i, I think personally i would be completely apprehensive unless i know that the financial stability is there i think and uh, though ragu is saying uh, it's not a contradiction but though ragu says that uh, uh, people parents are more open it's something as simple as if you say you're giving uh, offering a diploma in hotel management they want a degree so that still holds good and the parents are very adamant about it they don't want anything less than a degree then they want it from a reputed university Yeah, but Avril, at the same time, you have so many, you have so many diploma institutes also, and they are also filling up, right? Came into being, the degree. Once the degree came into being, then nobody would settle for less than the degree, which is no, all wrong. That, I agree, it's all wrong. No, no but people are going in for diploma programs. You know, HTI used to run them. You are aware of it, and we had students coming in. Yeah. Anyway, the, just one thing that I would like to point out to everybody who is listening in. you can either post your questions in the q and a section uh, type it out or hold on for a few more minutes when we will open up the panel to uh, asking questions uh, you could ask them directly uh, to ask yes, a question you would have to raise your you would have to raise your hand virtually uh, which has the raise hand icon and we would uh, jervis would unmute you and allow you to speak 
So either you ask your question uh, verbally or you could type it out. Anyway, uh, coming back to the panel and the discussion on. So yeah, the uh, we'll change topics Ra a bit uh, for the time being. Raf is supporting me on this, huh? <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, because you put uh, Raf right, when you said about his daughter. <laughs> yeah, it's a great opportunity for multitasking. I'm not uh, denying that, but I'm. Uh, just give me a give me a second. I will uh, uh, just approve my view. See what Geek Economy. I think Raghu Balan actually said it right. Geek Economy will coexist with the with the present situation of the entire world. To what percentage? Maybe five percent, ten percent. I'll give you an example. Today, I all of you percent in the US, sir. Huh? All of you know there's a company called the Urban Clap or the Urban Company. You know, all of us use services from them. It was not there before. They give you saloon service, they give you air conditioning service, they give you n number of services. Does it mean that the Urban Company has replaced all the saloons? Does it mean that the Urban Company has taken away all the air conditioning repair or the housekeeping service or the pest control services? Urban Company has taken a particular amount of share in that market, which is coexisting. And same will be from the gig economy because gig economy has got two parts. One is the gigas, the people. That will be the biggest benefit for the gig economy where the gigas, people from all walks of life will be given equal chance if they have talent and if they are doing very well. Let's say a simple thing. Let's say there's a very good facade cleaner who can do the job in, let's say, 40% lesser than anybody else. He will become a star overnight. Let us, there's, there's an excellent person who comes to office and can deliver a, a particular job like, let's say, floor polishing, what we discussed earlier, with high quality. He'll become a very popular. Anybody out of the blue can become, instead of using a large company. But gig economy will only take a certain percentage of existence in the current economy and contribute to that much alone. And very correctly, like Avril said, people who are presently in their 50s, and parents who are at, the, at that age will not subscribe to a giger immediately, uh, but till it matures, grows, until the fellow shows his metal and proves his salt and becomes a successful man, like all these Hindi Bollywood movies and Purana movies used to see, na, paisa bana ke hao, then I will give you my daughter. That will be for a giger if he comes up, unless he proves himself successful. The economy or the society will. I have, I have, I'm going to flip this. I'm going to flip this slightly, Ralph, while you're still talking. What if the female is a giga? Doesn't matter. Right? And the Can I tell you a story? Sir, as a giga, and now, yeah, go ahead. Can I tell you my story? I used to be in Goa doing a particular project for about uh, three years. And this project was very interesting. It was for my company. And every time, it was not a regular project. Uh, we used to go there and uh, every month we used to go there for three, four days or two times, three, four days. And then we had to find people to do our work. We did interiors, we did boats, we did entertainment. It was more social of a project. And every time I went there, I found some of the best. I didn't know there was a geek uh, word called geek then. Every time I went to Goa, I will find a new talent. And believe me, Dominic and rest of it, Many of them were women. I think all of them are still contacts on my phone for uh, good purposes. And all of them, many of them, <laughs> of them were on my on my my giggers at that point of time who used to come and deliver amazing things for us, which I didn't know was giggers. So women were there. We used to get chefs. We used to get event managers. We used to get interior people. We used to get boatsmen. We used to get, do cruises with people. We used to do expensive um, cleaning and housekeeping jobs, expensive horticulture activities. I did so much uh, about uh, seven years ago. And for three years, before three years ago, I ran this project. And it, I didn't know today. I know it was, it's, called, it's got a name called the And Goa has flourished. And I'm sure people who know Goa, during November to February, there's an influx of people that come in from the other countries who come and do their gig and go back. Actually, a gig for many things. Red Indian comes to sell their ware. There are chefs who come and do Lebanese, Mediterranean, American, South American, Brazilian food and go back. Event uh, people come in. So many, so many talented people, musicians, aero dancers, acrobatic dancers, blah, blah, blah. Africans, everybody is there in Goa. So Goa is a good example for an economy, an economy, a state. 
provides an opportunity for four months in a year for the gig economy to flourish. But that's only four months, believe me. So the downside to it, and not all these four months, then they have to go, maybe go somewhere else, or they stay there without work. Okay, that is my that is my take on what you say. So women are definitely there, and the gig economy is a portion of the economy. It's not going to take away space in the entire economy. It will take a small space in the economy. But the biggest benefactors will be the people who will have talent and who can exhibit their talent in the best way, and the corporates who can shed their load and do not have to carry baggage for gig activities or one-time activities that they can offload and use gigas to make use of this. Sorry, I took okay. a time, but I thought I made Yeah, now uh, you've answered the question and also I have more follow-up questions, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to open the floor to questions. We'll take some which have been typed and sent in. Uh, request the panelists to answer like, you know, in brief, because I'm, I see there are quite a few questions coming up and we've got a lot of, I mean, we've got a shortage of time. And also, if anyone would like to ask a question, you could raise your hand, Jervis will, uh, uh, unmute you or rather allow you to unmute yourself, you could ask your question directly. So let's take the first question. Um, I'll throw it to Raghu here. Is it, do you think it's risky to use untrained staff, Raghu, and will the staff actually be untrained? Not exactly. The people who are going to be gigas are people who are skilled in a specific task, you know, skilled in a specific role. They're going to be gigas for specific tasks. You could be a bartender, you could be an electrician, you could be a, an ice carver. So you are getting into an area where you are skilled at only. So that, that okay. issue will not be there. Okay. So what you are saying is essentially is you're not an unskilled person, you're a skilled person getting into a gig. Exactly. Okay. I've got a question from, uh, that was from Sweeta Ray Chaudhary. And now I've got one from Rahul Chawla and I put this to... Uh, Avril, Raghu, Ralph, uh, with the kind of lifestyle, passion, and interest today's generation has, does the panelists think by adopting? Sorry, it's. Uh, yeah, I, I just answered that question. I was yeah, typing yeah. the answer. Uh, okay, okay. With the kind of lifestyle, passion, and interest today's generation has, does the panelists think of adopting a gig work style? Will it be able to sustain them financially? So interestingly, why I want to put this question both to uh, Raghu and Avril is because I think Raghu himself is a gig, uh, gigger in uh, that he's been uh, freelancing for many years and Avril, you two have been freelancing for many years. So has it been able to support your lifestyle and your life? Uh, I'll take this. I've been doing this. Uh, uh, I'll take this first, Avril, uh, for almost four or five years now. Uh, one is, personally speaking, it helps you to also do a lot of financial planning, which you kind of ignore when you have a monthly salary coming in. You need to do a lot of financial planning. In fact, this is the same thing the student told me who has just started working and he's consulted for a restaurant. He said, I learned financial planning after I started doing this part-time jobs. So I think once the focus is that I'm not telling everybody is going to do it. Some of them can just throw away the money once they start getting it too early. But I think it enables you to get into financial planning at an earlier age rather than much later, which we used to, uh, which used to happen earlier. Your take, Avril. So, uh, yes, Raghu uh, is saying is very sensible actually because people, uh, the youngsters just, uh, many of them just live off their parents. So once they understand about the earning part of it, then they would do the financial planning, which he said. Uh, personally, uh, I have not attempted being a gigger until I got quite fed up of a government job. And they thought, <laughs> remember the trainers forum, I think that's where it started. And then writing and doing other things. I can hardly call myself a gigger at that point. It's only after retirement that you find that you have time on your hands and you have a lot of, I mean, your you haven't turned completely uh, senile, so you can, you know, go about and do things which uh, you never even thought. And then, of course, there are always all of you. The reason why I'm here on this webinar is uh, because you, Dominic, have, uh, you know, roped me into it. So like that, there are students all over the place who think I can do things that I'm not sure I can do. But then it was good to be trying something different. So, yeah, I think it's a great thing if you have much capable of multitasking 
you know, if you're into, let's say for me, if I'm into music or I'm into writing, I'm into, I can do so many things and bring it all together in, let's say, an uh, International Housekeeper Summit or a CAG program, of the, you know, for HLE so I guess the answer is yes, because we've got one Raghu saying come in young, Avril coming in after 30 years of experience, maybe. Uh, there's someone who's put in a post saying, I want to be a, a join a giga organization. We could talk about that. Uh, there's a question to Avril. Avril, do you believe a permanent job has stability? Now, I think this is coming in. It's from an anonymous, but I think it's coming in from the perspective of the current situation in the pandemic, where everybody realized that their permanent jobs are not exactly permanent. So Avril, do you believe a permanent job has stability? Yes, it has stability, but the question is, do you need stability? Now, if I have, let's say, an earning husband who's earning very well, and I am not uh, dependent on my existence by my earnings, then I don't think, uh, you know, uh, it mattered to me. But yes, if you are a single person, your permanent job is your stability. And again, we go back to what is your financial situation? Do you have your you know, money from your ancestors? Do you have your own house? Are you still paying out loans on that? And so on. So, uh, yes, if you have a, a permanent job, it is to some extent a stability, which is why. So, I I've, got a, I've got a question, Avril, while you're still uh, on the topic. Yeah. Uh, is the company going to offer me stability, or like Ralph says, and I think Raghu also added to it, or is my skill set going to guarantee me stability? Because that, in the geek culture, essentially, that's what we're saying, that your yes, skill set yes, is what will yes. uh, define whether you are good, uh, going to keep your job or not. Okay. Ralph? Now, two of you sitting here are my students, right? So you know the quality of teaching uh, in, uh, in the IHM, right? I don't want to go into details. But because it was a government job, a lot of people were there because it was a government job, and they would go up the ladder according to the years of experience. There were very few people who really diligently believed that as educators, they had a huge impact on young lives. So if you look at that, if a person is like Ralph said, if a person has very, very special skills and talents, they are going to make it today. They are going to be wide for. You, you can see there are a number of uh, colleagues uh, of mine who would not do what I'm doing right now. So yeah, I think it's okay. very important that you have you 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 know acquire every skill possible skill set that can make you, you know, the complete uh, person, wanted person as a leader. So okay. He, before I go back to the questions, it just struck me. Before I go back to the questions, it just struck me. What about the attitude of a leader? Yeah. You are asking. How me? should it be, Ralph, Raghu, Avril, uh, anyone? Open what mind. should the attitude be? Open minded. I mean, uh, risk taking. Okay, open minded. I want to learn. And I can do anything that I want to do. I think. Needs to be flexible. So, okay, open minded doing, uh, mindset needs to be flexible, Ralph. Yeah, see, what I feel attitude for people who are wanting to get into the gig economy should be many entrepreneurs in themselves. When I say many entrepreneurs, they should constantly be people, people who are looking out for opportunities, either in their specialized area or in multi-skilling, like uh, Raghu just said that they can do many things. They should be, their attitude should be hungry for opportunities so that they will make themselves, because to start as a gigger and establish themselves, it takes a long time. It's not going to happen overnight. So they should be hungry for opportunities and proving talents, which is the, the first activity. The second thing, whatever they do as gigas, because they are not part of a company, there is no protection, no umbrella from a company. They are all on their own. So whatever they do, the second attitude is minimal uh, 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 downtime or minimal mistake or close to perfection activities, which will give them word of mouth because it's going to be a social media world. All these gigas are going to be promoted by apps, social medias, Facebook, whatever, the entire gamut. So they should be close to perfection people who will get their success by more word of mouth than spending on advertising themselves or bringing, which is a drain in them, for especially for small-time gigas. Last-time gigas can do that. Third is they should have continuous activity that is going. And I will tell you an example. 
let me say one doctor does is employed let us say in a very big multi in a hospital in a proper hospital employee of that and he did five very good heart operations heart operations and he became very successful he saved people who were dying will there be a demand for him or not sure there will be a demand for him what he will do he will leave that hospital and become a giga he will go to 50 hospitals and perform cardiac hospital cardiac surgeries where everything if it's a success he will become a successful person in all ways money profession family society xyz so just the example of this doctor which we never knew it was many doctors are still there they are actually giggers they hop from one hospital to another and they have their own identity they are not attached to anybody if you go to any of the corporate of the big hospitals there are giggers who come in like doctors who are i can't call them giggers but they are on their own so that's just an example so if a person's attitude is to find opportunities do their best with close to perfection minimize uh, uh, risk and uh, failure and have the best attitude like avril and other said have the best service attitude that can satisfy service attitude doesn't mean that you have to be humble and humble suppose you're doing a security gig you have to have that assertive attitude the best service attitude if you uh, if you possess the three things will take you to places along with continuous improvement of learning what is new in your particular field that will take you to heights Okay. Uh, so what you're saying is basically, yeah. So basically, what you're saying is be an entrepreneur because everything you've described is about being an entrepreneur. Absolutely, uh, you are an entrepreneur. Yeah. You are a leader, is one yeah. thing, but an entrepreneur. Okay. Uh, we'll take the next question, and uh, Ralph, request you not to type out an answer because it goes off my screen, and then I. Um, oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is it a good time to? This question is uh, from Sally. Is it a good time to consider becoming a housekeeper, considering everything is getting automated? Do we have a choice, by the way? Anyway, so do we, is it a good time to consider becoming a housekeeper, considering everything is getting automated? Avril and everyone's gone silent. Of course, uh, it's, it's yeah. absolutely a good time. This is the time where you realize that if you were a good housekeeper, you wouldn't have been dying fighting this COVID. All the things which were naturally supposed to be hygienic, I think Rahul will agree, would never follow. And then suddenly everybody's sanitizing hands and wearing masks and all these kind of things. Some of the things should have been done even before we got slapped by this pandemic. Now, housekeeping, I think, is uh, has become one of the most important departments now in hotels. Uh, sometime earlier, people used to associate hotels with F and B only. But now, I think housekeeping, even though people were saying is the backbone of the hotel industry. It has literally become one now. Other than that, I think I'd just like to add something here. One of the students, when I was talking to him about the gig, also mentioned since the department thing came up, a lot of people keep thinking which department to join. And then after they join, they realize they're in the wrong department because <laughs> their passion lies elsewhere. This happens pretty often. And then True. they are in two minds and they want to change departments. Now, one of the students told me very interesting thing. He said, since, you know, I may change my mind, if I become a giga, I always have the option of, you know, exploring other departments and developing skills, which I want to develop at a later stage. Or even if I change my mind, I join FNB service. And then I want to become a baker. You can't do it if you have a full-time job. You you can't spoil your career. Whereas if I'm a giga, I can develop other lateral skills and become a be an ice carver. I can also be a bartender. So he says I can explore different skills and then also identify which my true passions are once I start working, which I could not explore when I was studying. I think that's another interesting thing which can be explored. Yeah, so actually, Raghu, if you remember, even I was doing gigs, but we won't talk about that uh, yeah. for about five years when I was out of college. Anyway, so there's one uh, question I've scrolled down a bit. Catering students who do part-time waitings after college hours can also be called giggers. Yes, they are giggers. Yes. So don't you think the education institutes are promoting giggers? Um, 
panel in a way don't yes don't you think education institutes in a way yes yes, yes. they are there, you know i think it's always legal. been there maybe the term is new but i think uh, exactly it's always been exactly. there exactly so that's what i said it was always in the on organized segment or in a you know the terminology is new actually okay sure. this is not a question but i love the diversity of thought thank you very much uh, one question how do i keep myself up to date with the latest tech stack in housekeeping then oh <laughs> i thought i saw that coming april read clean india journal <laughs> so there's a journal called there's a journal called clean india which both ralph and avril contribute to regularly and are also on their panel for various discussions so stay in touch with clean india journal is the answer no um, i'll tell you uh, just quickly i'll tell you see uh, i am on the board of clean india of course but if you want to keep to the latest uh, trends of housekeeping or anything for that matter three mantras one is try to go and see what is happening in the world visually go to various places you will be surprised to see what are so many new things that have come up in the industry especially in the housekeeping industry today a toilet a washroom can have as many as 24 sensors to sense uric acid to sense smell to sense uh, uh, utility to sense uh, mirror cleanliness to sense the lux of light to send water water usage 24 so you must go to different places and start observing physically second self learning self learning like avril said clean india books uh, books no need are there everything can be e on your phone when you're going in a bus train if you're interested learn self learning is very important the whole internet is flooded with n number of activities and third if you're in the space of housekeeping please try equipment which are available new equipment which are available for demos and you can also call now all almost all new products are available for demo and use for one week in your area please call for the latest see what it happens and you will be really surprised to see the amount of newness that has come in housekeeping is is just just very very vast i'll just tell you a small incident and close this we are just about to deploy or just did a demo in or delhi airport with a robotic cleaning machine all of you must have heard but this is a smart cleaner so what i have to do i have to walk this robot inside the entire airport floor departure hall it will measure everything it will say how many corners are there how many people come how many people go after it does that it makes a complete map switch it on it will clean areas which are very dirty three or four times areas which are clean only once if people come it will stop it will send you an alert that if there's a repair it will say, tell you this is the problem no leave no sickness no suddenly headache no saying i want to go for coffee no say i want to go to washroom four times the robot will work 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 if it has got battery it will take rest to only to charge again it will come back to work and it's going to be a phenomenal activity singapore airport deploys about 12 of these robots which is beautiful i'm giving you the high end but small end also is there which is beautiful and if you do this three pronged aspect definitely you will go anywhere you go keep on observing and try to make a conscious effort to go and observe not when it comes try to make a conscious effort to go and observe you will learn a lot and lot more as it comes and read a lot of internet it will really be a, a great learning uh, thank you thanks ralph so there is a comment from one of the the listeners who said that don't end at 5 carry on i think we are anyway going to be carrying on there's a uh, comment here my father was asked to retire after 31 years of service we still have loans and clearly permanent jobs have no stability i believe competency is the only way to ensure stability please correct me if i'm wrong so we addressed this slightly earlier but if anyone would like to add to that competency being the only way to ensure stability we think there is no doubt in this competency <laughs> will be the only way to success and anything that is uh, it will take you to places if you are not competent you will be at a mediocre or a lower level if you have competence you will keep growing that is my answer and sustenance and stability is only through competence and merit i don't know how it works for our part of the world 
but uh, I think let's my cousin in Australia who have one regular job and he's very good with his carpentry and plumbing and electrician. So he's doing all of that and he by in a very short period of time compared to his brothers, he's got this amazing house and he's quite well off. So uh, the job that you do, if it allows you to do something else, maybe on the weekends, which as government employees, you weren't allowed to do really. So I think that's so I think uh, taking off from what you just said, Avril, actually it is a matter of our attitude or our mindset. See, what, what tends to happen is people, uh, I remember many years back when we were kids, um, my brother pointed out that, you know, the Wadapaw person, the person who sells, you know, at a stall on the road probably earns more than the person who is a manager in a hotel. And uh, one of the reasons why that happens is because we have this stigma attached to, let's say, doing, you know, carpentry work. So people think that, oh, he's a carpenter. Um, there's an incident I should narrate to you all. Um, my wife was dealing with a particular lady, I won't tell you her name. And uh, her house was being done, done up. And the person who had recommended this carpenter pointed out to her, so they were in the balcony and he pointed out, uh, she pointed out that there's the carpenter coming. She said, where? And the carpenter at that time was driving in in a Mercedes Benz. And sh she said, immediately I decided I'm giving him the job. Because if he can afford to drive in with a Mercedes Benz, he's obviously good at his job. And that was a carpenter. And uh, this lady, of course, you know, she had a, a very posh house. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, it was 100 crore for uh, budget given to her to do up the house. I'm sure the carpenter took quite a bit of that 100 crore. But uh, be that as it may. Uh, some sharing from my side, when I left Catering College in 1990 for about five, uh, no, 10 years to around uh, 2000. 2002, 12 years, I was also doing gigs. So Avril uh, would know I did a couple of gigs with her husband also where I helped him out with his catering services. Um, I used to drive a three-wheeler rickshaw. I used to prepare food at my home and deliver it. I was into party catering. And then slowly I built up my company and that's where I am today. Anyway, we'll take some more questions. Uh, would anyone like to ask a question? If you could, uh, would like to ask a question, just interact with the panelists. Uh, Put your hand up and we'll unmute you. It will be fun that way. Yes, a very good evening to all of you. No one. Oh, great. Hi, Pushpa. Hi, Dominic. Hi, Raghu. Hi, Avril. Hi, Pushpa. And uh, hi, uh, Ralph. A very good evening to all of you. Uh, fantastic session. My question is that uh, this sounded a lot uh, like Dominic said also that uh, there was very little difference between what a gig is and what an entrepreneurship is. So I didn't really find too much of a difference in that. And uh, my question is, uh, we've been talking about, you know, specialized people who would, you know, do facade cleaning, plumbing, electric, electrical work, maybe singing and dancing, things like that, which are specific to a certain kind of people. What about, what are the options available for, you know, the number of people who have lost their jobs uh, thanks to this uh, situation that we are in and who are in the middle age group who have been uh, holding managerial roles, what options does the gig economy give them? That's my first question. The second question and the third one would be for Dominic. Dominic, I'd like to know how to download the app and what are the charges <laughs> for uh, collaborating with Collaborate? Okay. So uh, I'll answer that question first and I'll uh, come back to the first question with the panel. So the app can be downloaded. Uh, Jervis would share the link. I think he should share the link. Uh, you get on the link. Uh, we're giving it free for two months. Uh, post that, a company pays 4750 per year. Uh, a gig worker just pays 250 The app is going to be your uh, window to the world. So like Pushpa, you were saying it's an entrepreneurship. Yes. So you're going to set up your own job. I mean, your own profile as a brand and market yourself to the entire industry and they could pick you up. Uh, we are also talking to, by the way, companies in Maldives, uh, Sri Lanka, Nepal, of uh, uh, getting on the app and recruiting. Uh, Maldives is a very good area for us and even UAE. So we had a panelist last month who pointed out about how uh, UAE is opening up with freelance visas and uh, mission visas. So there's a lot of potential there. I won't want to take up too much time discussing the app, but. Be in touch with Jervis. He, uh, his email ID is with your law, Aaron. They could always help you out or, you know, get in touch with us through the Collaborate app. Uh, now, back to the panel and Pushpa's question. 
if you would like to answer it. Okay, shall I take that answer? Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, good, Pushpa, that was quite a, a nice question that you asked. What happens to the people who lost their jobs or people sitting at home without jobs and what happened to the middle people? So to be very honest to you and uh, feet to the ground, it is a sad situation. And all these people who have lost jobs and who have lost uh, their regular employment are going to be in, are in trouble and are go, uh, will be in trouble till they find again permanent employ employment. That is their way. But out of this, a certain percentage can use this geek platform and the geek economy to transport themselves and make themselves productive depending on what they are capable of. Let's say there's a lady who's lost her job and by her hobby, she's a good tailor. In her locality, she can extend tailoring services. Let us say that, so the same lady is also good with internet. She can apply for a three-hour job with one of the US companies. Every day, I think we get a lot of mails on this. Sitting at home, she can look at that. Uh, doing that three-hour um, uh, advisory or some kind of an activity on the internet, that will give her some kind of income. Let us say the lady is also a good uh, person who can deliver some kind of food uh, uh, to people from her home. Let us say 20, uh, 50 tiffins uh, she can deliver. For example, I'm just telling you, she can employ two people and maybe to the bachelors around that locality. I'm just giving you a very, very simple example. She can become successful if she applies herself to it. If the person says, boss, mera nokri chala gaya, I'm gone. What can I do and keep crying? Then the gig economy will be very far to them. This is a great platform if people want to take on. But again, I'm telling you, not 100% will be subscribed to this because of different kinds of uh, competence levels, different kinds of demands, different kinds of talents in them. Like somebody can be a just a finance clerk who is in the finance department and he has lost a job. Where can he go and do it as a gig economy? I don't think there may be many opportunities, but he can tap the potential of the talent that he may have beyond the financial clerk and see what he can do. So there are many things that I that that are uh, uh, possible that a individual can take up. But uh, surely it's a sad situation, and I fully agree with you. It is a paradox of sorts where people will have to undergo this chain, but the opportunity is there and the door is open for people to get into this gig economy and see what best. I know so many cases who lost jobs and today they are doing many, many things um, to uh, stabilize and sustain themselves. Thanks. Hope I answered. Yes, thank okay, you. So there is, yeah, thanks. Uh, so there's a question that how does one person become a gigger and if housekeeping gig staff fumble at work and say the chemicals they are used for cleaning and there is an injury, will the company take care of it? So I'll, I'd like to answer that two things. One is that the government of India is setting up a portal in which you register as a gig worker. Now, this would be helping us get the gig worker organized. At the same time, Collaborate app, the logo that I have on my T-shirt, uh, we are also helping organize gig workers on our app as well as the government. So the government is going to come up with social security benefits that you could get. So your insurance would be taken care of. But even on our app, we have a button where you could buy insurance and if for as low as 200 rupees, you could be insured for up to one lakh uh, against an accident. Uh, as this whole concept takes off, I'm sure insurance companies will be forthcoming in help giving us better uh, insurance schemes where we could even apply for medical and other things. So that would help you answer the question. Currently, the uh, uh, how would I call it? The uh, coverage is not too great. Like I said, one lakh up to one lakh, but I think for a chemical burn, one lakh should suffice for the time being. Um, now, uh, I'd like to uh, wind up the session, but before I do that, I'm going to invite the panelists to give us a one minute take on their take of the gear economy. So just uh, 60 seconds of uh, unplugged where you would speak at random or in particular about the gig economy. We'll start with Avril, the lady in the house, then move to Raghu and close with Ralph. In my mind, I think this would work great, but there needs to be a lot of accountability uh, from the organizations which employ giggers. So they have very clear specifications of what kind of a gigger they're looking for. And from the gigger part to know who uh, uh, they are and what uh, 
in, uh, kind of employment they're going in for. So there should be some accountability for uh, on both sides because otherwise it won't work. Great. Raghu? You're on mute. Okay, since there are quite a few students uh, in the audience, one of the things I'd like to tell them is being a gigger is great, but all those who do not want to be a gigger, do not think you're going to be left out. It's a great thing not to be a gigger as well. Uh, because I, when I was speaking to the students, I realized that quite a few of them had a justifiable reason to not look at a gig employment, which is fair enough. It's just that uh, both have its space. It's great to be a gigger and it's also great to not be a gigger on your interests, on your abilities and your priorities. So both are fine. But in case you want to be a gigger, you don't have to think of that as a negative or a positive. It's just that your personality could probably be more suited to be a gigger. And for those who do not want to be a gigger, that is equally fine. It's just that your options are more now broader and you can explore it on the basis of your skills, talents and interests and priorities. Yeah, thanks. I, I like that skill, talent, interests and priorities. Ralph, your final word. Uh, so I'll just take a, few, a minute to tell what I have in mind. This economy definitely is going to be unleashing a new uh, trend for the four stakeholders. So one is the people or the giga themselves who have got a lot of talent, who have got potential and who want to be giggers and do multiple things, provided they give their best out, it will be a very good activity. And like Raghu said, there's no necessity that you have to be a giger. But at the same time, if you're a good giger, you can go to places. I'll just share with you. I don't know if you saw the Republic Day this day, this time. There was a girl who played, a, I, I can say in a, in, a, in a metaphorical way, a gig of riding her father 1,500 kilometers to Bihar on a cycle. I think that's a gig. She became world famous now and she's become the ambassador of the state. So a person who does excellent art, uh, uh, work uh, on, on their gig, on their performance, can go to great heights if their performance is very good. So the gig economy opens up to the gigas and it's not imperative that everybody should become a giga, provided you have the aptitude, you have the backing and the right quality. You cannot just get out of college and become a giga. Let's say a doctor, can he go out and become a giga the same way he comes out? Or let's say an engineer, he has to have experience. So for all people who are wanting to go into multiple activities and become entrepreneurs, my strong advice first is take experience Take experience, take experience, because experience touches you and opens your eyes to many things unless it is creativity, world of creativity. So that is for the giga. The second is people who are deploying and employing giggers and sending them to other corporates or other places, they should be highly, highly responsible, highly uh, automated, systemized, and they should have high set of pre-qualifications so that the gig economy becomes successful they cannot be random choose random in taking people and then sending them out. So whoever is the gig platform, they should be highly responsible to select the correct kind of talent, kind of people, kind of resource, and then deploy them, which will make the gig economy very good. The people who employ them, the people who employ them should be fair enough not to treat them lower or higher or in a different way than their regular employees they should give them a correct kind of status in all ways, including emolument, salary, uh, the way they respect them, the way they call them, and they should be able to respect the activity and nurture them as they go. That will help the gig economy to grow in a very big, a very big way, which will open up a lot of things, which is mutually benefit, beneficial for every single person who's there. And lastly, the country, the society, the economy, there will be a great amount of leaps and bounds of pluses when I talk about the society, country and economy because many, 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 many people who today have got talent and who don't have opportunity will be part of this and they can uh, get an unleash of opportunities and activities that if they want to and not be lazy, they can unleash and the economy will grow, the society will grow and the country will grow to a better um, status if the economy flourishes and everybody becomes uh, employed, 
earning and they can contribute their talent. I'm sure many of you know that many people who have wonderful talents are just sitting at home because they have not got an opportunity for many reasons. Maybe they are the best sportsmen, but they are not able to get a, the correct opportunity. But if they become a gigger, probably they will get a lot of opportunities, unleash their talent, and the whole economy, country, and society can grow to a better state from where you are. Thank you, and it was a great session. Thanks, Ralph. Uh, so, thank you, panelists, Avril, Raghu, and Ralph. Um, to summarize what you have said is basically that, yes, there is the gig economy. You also have the op opportunity or option of staying with the traditional economy in the form of a permanent job or a contracted employment. What we've also heard you all saying is that uh, the uh, gigger has to use his skills, talents, and his abilities, his attitude to leverage himself in this space. And if he and or she succeeds in doing so, they could make a very good uh, career for themselves. And I think on the screen, we've got three people that is uh, uh, myself, uh, Raghu and Avril, who are currently part of the gig economy. I started actually with the gig economy, then moved on to employing um, full-timers. And today, HTI also employs gig workers, by the way. And we've been doing it for many years. Uh, like they said, we didn't know the term at that time. So the gig economy is now going to blow up in India. It uh, takes up about 30% of the economy in the US is a gig economy. In India, I think if we combine it with the unorganized segment, we should be also at around 30%. Uh, but uh, let's stick to the organized part. Coming to the organized part, Collaborate app is working at organizing the whole gig concept, the gig space. We will host gig workers and we'll host companies. They can connect to each other and deal directly with each other. We also have a feature where contractors, say there is a company that has chefs, they could come up on the app and allow people to view their uh, chefs through them and uh, have an arrangement for them. So it could be chefs, it could be housekeeping staff, it could be many avenues. God bless, keep rocking, don't forget to roar.